Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. Our guest this week is a comedian and author who has written the most iconic football song. Welcome, David Bedeal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, here he is. Hey. Hello. Hey, mate. <laughs> Hello, you right? the other people on this call. I know who David is. I'm Lindsay. Hi. I'm Adam. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Good, thank you. 
What you what are you up to now, David? Uh, right now, uh, right now, I am this book that uh, is about anti-Semitism. I'm busy. This is the paperback just come out, um, and uh, I'm also doing a documentary about that. But I'm doing a thousand things, David. I'm writing yeah. a musical. Uh, I'm doing a documentary, um, and I'm supposed to be writing a new kids book. So I write kids book now, but I haven't started that yet. And I think it's meant to be delivered in about a month. So I'm not, <laughs> not going to think. About it. Where do you find the time? Oh, uh, I don't. <laughs> you'll, you'll find that when I say to the publishers, I, I said already, I haven't found the time. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I think it's because uh, I, uh, I don't know about you, but I came from, from a, a background where basically my parents said, you know, do what you can to, to get out of the situation you're in, which is kind of very dull, low class, Dollis Hill life, a place in London called Dollis Hill I grew up in. And... So I took that to heart. I did many things in my life, but now I think I should be slowing down because I'm 57. <laughs> Especially after a pandemic, David, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Carried well, that, on. People said during the pandemic, uh, I mean, it's still on, obviously, but during hard lockdown, people were saying, oh, you know, you'll be all right. You can write this, you can write that. But what they forgot is I've got two children, right? And they were not at school during <laughs> the pandemic. And they were making a lot of mess and requiring a lot of clearing up and a lot of care and whatever uh i mean they're quite old but they still seem to require all that stuff so i didn't i seem to have less time as far as i could make out uh then are we actually you... record, are we recording all this <laughs> yeah why not do you um do you get to go to stanford bridge day yeah yeah i go uh so i go with my brother ivor Badil, and ivor Badil is the reason i support chelsea because we were from north london but when we were so when i was six and he was eight Chelsea won the FA Cup in 1970 and we were watching the telly and I remember just about him jumping up when David Webb scored uh, the winning goal against Leeds and I sort of did everything that my older brother did, you know, when I was a kid. So I just followed him into Chelsea fandom, right? And the problem with that was, uh, and this is really for people in my generation, is Chelsea were good then. They were the fancy Dan, they were the flair side. By the time I was old enough to actually go, it was a side dominated by a player called Mickey Droy, who was not <laughs> a player. I and, remember him. And we, yeah, and we were quite bad for about 20 years. We were knocking between the first and second divisions and whatever. So it was quite grim going to Chelsea then <laughs> until I'd been tricked, you see, by this team I've seen <laughs> on the telly. But it was too late then. Uh, and then we got good again in the 90s and whatever. So, yeah, I, go, I still go as every home game. If I can, I'll definitely go. I don't go to that many away games because I am well known enough, particularly in football circles, that I can't hide. I once <laughs> went to a game at Newcastle. I had a girlfriend in Newcastle and I went to Chelsea, Newcastle, and we were sitting with the Newcastle fans. And I think I ended up just being hoisted on there. At one point, I think they got hold of me and they were just I was being forced to crowd surf. It was quite friendly. It was quite friendly, but I was basically crowd surfing on these Newcastle fans uh, in in a way that was not entirely comfortable. <laughs> they must sing it at you as well. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, not at Chelsea much. I'll be honest with you. Uh, if I go see England, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh, during during the last uh, during Euro uh, 2020, what was it? Was it called 2021? Or or twenty twenty. I can I can't. Twenty twenty. I think it was. Yeah, it? yeah. it was in twenty twenty one. That's yeah. really a lot. But it's during <laughs> the European Championships. 
Uh, you know, me and Frank were going, you know, like we have done for years actually now, going to an England game, uh, going to an England tournament. And <laughs> what we did was have masks on, because we were allowed to have masks, obviously. I have worn masks before. I've re- uh, Back in the day, I remember going to World Cup in, I think, um, 2006, and there was, uh, I wore a comedy old man mask that I painted across <laughs> St George's. It was a mask I could buy in Munich. It was called Alta Manor, old man. <laughs> I used to, it got confiscated. It got confiscated in the game against Portugal because it's against the rules in case you're a hooligan to wear a mask because so, they, they think, oh, he's trying to not be caught on CCTV. But that wasn't true. <laughs> I was just trying not to be spotted by England fans who go crazy for selfies and, yes, to answer your question, just want to join in and sing Three Lions with us. It's mm. coming home, it's coming home over and over again. Uh, I've all- got to ask you then, yeah. with that in mind, because obviously that's the nearest we've got in the Euros this summer. How does it feel when when it's come round again? I think there's probably been a few times in your career that you've thought that you've waved goodbye to that and it, it won't sort of be resurrected for a third, fourth time, but it, but it always does. It is the song that England fans go with. Yeah. And then in my case, for instance, when we got really overexcited, I remember I put a tweet out and I just put it's dot, 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 yeah. and everyone knew what I meant. And, yeah. and that's all from your song. Yeah. Well, I did that as well, actually. Uh, I, <laughs> playing, uh, I didn't nick it from you. Uh, the idea of <laughs> playing Colombia in the last World Cup. Uh, I think it was, was it Colombia? No, it might have been Sweden. Uh, we won 2-0. And I put it, when we, the first goal went in, coming when the second goal came in, then when the final whistle went, I put home and uh, did a big picture of Frank giving me a hug because uh, we were watching the game together. I will tell you one thing about that, which is about three months later... I noticed that that tweet, the one that just said home, with a picture of Frank giving me a hug and a kiss, was being tweeted a lot in the San Francisco area. Which interpreted as an image of cosy gay domesticity, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, people do know what it means straight away. I mean, I'm gonna, I must talk about one specific thing because we've got, you know, I'm on the David Seaman podcast. I must take us back to 1996. And I've told, you, uh, I've told this story a million times, but because you're here, I'm going to tell it again because I think it's it's you changed my universe, right? And you did it in a wow. very specific way, which was during that tournament, David will remember, England didn't kick off to a great start. Um, yep. And actually the song, had got, it had gone to number one, but it then got knocked off by the Fugees. Um, and we thought that's the end of it. It was nice to have a number one, but that's the end of that, that thing. But it wasn't, and it wasn't because England played Switzerland, didn't play very well. Everyone thought this tournament might be a bit of a washout like they often are. Didn't play that well in the first half against Scotland either. True. But then, right, Gary McAllister gets a penalty. This bloke <laughs> saves it, kicks the ball upfield. Gaza scores the most incredible goal. We win that game. And then the DJ, against the wishes of the FA, because the FA had said, don't play that song against Scotland, there might be trouble. He just put it on, and the whole crowd, the whole crowd sung the song. Without At that point, no, we didn't know. No one had a sense that it was something that had taken root in people's minds. That ev- and everyone knew the words. And, and that time, there's no big screen. There's no karaoke screen. <laughs> People just knew the words. So, David, you, turned, you, you started it all. If you had let that goal in, if Yuri Geller right, hadn't... <laughs> 
Apparently that was very important too. But if, if you hadn't saved, it was great save as well. If you hadn't saved that penalty from Gary McAllister and that Scotland had beaten us, it would have been a draw. The whole thing might not have happened. Yeah, exactly. I did. We did have uh, we had Yuri Geller on. Yeah, oh, did and, you have Yuri um, Geller on? Is he still saying yeah. the ball? And we asked him about it and asked him, well, where were you when we played Germany in the penalty yeah. shootout? Yeah. Where were you, were you during the entire history of us failing? He thought he was very important, didn't he, old Yuri? <laughs> he still always, and he always says, oh, I, I did this after the event. Like when, if it's a good thing, he's always there saying, yeah, it was me. And then he sort of vanishes. <laughs> when the I wonder why that could be. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see him anywhere after we lost a penalty shootout to Italy. No sign of Yuri Geller. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, David, I remember seeing clips of when we did the video. Do you remember that at, uh, at Bishop Abbey? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and all of us trying to sing. Song. Do you mean when we brought the song or when we, yeah. when we no, recreated... We... Uh, Naeem's goal against you. We recreated Naeem's incredible goal uh, yes, against, well, not just against David, uh, which, uh, in which it went incredibly high. And, uh, and I played you. I played you with an extreme ponytail. Um, but no, I, I do remember going to Bisham Abbey. When we went to Bisham Abbey uh, to do the video, which was great, uh, but a bit that wasn't so great, but quite funny, is that you probably don't remember this, David. We actually played it on a beatbox. Uh, we brought the song on a beatbox, Ian Brody and me and Frank, and we played it to the entire squad. Got nothing. Basically, no one, <laughs> no one seemed to like it. No one said anything. The only person who said anything was Terry Venables, who had his car keys in his hand, and he was going like this. And he said, oh, it's a right key tapper. And I thought, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> No one ever said that. So that was the best we got then. Back then. Oh, yeah. and then We've had that in quotation marks in the back of the single. Yeah, exactly. Terry, yeah. It's all right, yeah. Keith. Yeah. I think it might have been to, something to do with like it's putting a little bit more pressure on us. Yeah. <laughs> seeing, yeah. See, seeing it's coming home. Yeah, but, but apparently, um, tell me if this is true. I've always heard that when the song did start to happen and everyone was singing it and it was associated with you know, England in Euro 96, that you were listening to it. Gaza would put it on, on the coach. Is on that the coach. Yeah. yeah. Every time on the that's coach. Great. Because yeah. then, then that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to, yeah. you know. But it was, it, but it was, David, it was just as we, we started approaching Wembley. Oh, right. You know, so it was like the last thing that we heard and then we right. went out and it was. Brilliant. Honestly. It was, the time, it, honestly, the time that I've, so in terms of it being sung by fans on the terraces or at, it, it still is, obviously, but the time that I remember it being sung, just it's coming home, it's coming home, more intensely than any other time, and it still is, I think, is when Alan Shearer scored against Germany, right? Because he scores after 12 minutes, or quite early, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. And there's this real sense, oh, we, we're going to win. You know, We're going to turn around years and years and years of England not winning, not winning a major tournament. It was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was wrong. It was like it was like the crowd thought they could mantra England home just by saying it's coming home over and over again. It was really exciting. Yeah, no, and the, the only thing, the worst time that I've ever heard it so hmm? Germany sung it after they oh, the final, the, the final. Oh my! They still um, do actually. It got Germany have versions of the song and. Oh, that shouldn't be allowed. Can you not do something about I mean, that? Probably, probably a bit xenophobic, but don't cut it out. I think it's all right. <laughs> I always thought that's so German, right? Because it's like, well, we have won the tournament. We will have the song, right? It was ours now. What's wrong with that? And you may not know this, actually. We were asked, me and Frank, because they so did decide it's our song. 
uh, we were asked to go and sing it in uh, that year, I think, in, in 1996, at the end of that year, on German TV, on their <laughs> equivalent of Sports Personality of the Year. It's not a voting thing, but they have a, a sporting review of the year. And we went and did it, but we wore red 1966 England shirts, right? And they said, can you take those off? And we said, ah. no. They said, can you take them off? Uwe Sailor's here. He's going to be upset. <laughs> we said, no, no, we're leaving them on. And so we sung that song on German TV wearing red England shirts. I love that. I love that. That's ace. <laughs> so it's it's really not just ingrained in the in the English psyche of the game. It's It's taken root internationally then. Yeah, and actually to make a serious point, serious-ish point, Sometimes the song gets criticised. Um, oh, who was it now? That Croatian player. Um, I've forgotten his name now. The one who played for Spurs. What's his name? Croatian player. Oh, Modric. Yeah, Modric. Uh, I, I think in the last World Cup, when we lost uh, to Croatia, he had said, oh, well, we were fired up against England because they think they own football because of football's coming home, right? I always thought that's not what it's about at all. It's really not about that. And actually, if you listen to the song, it's a song about how it's a song for all fans because it's really a song about how you probably think your team's going to do badly, but if you just believe enough, then maybe they won't, right? And part of that is it is a song that's been adopted all over the world. There are Brazilian versions, you know, there are, there's a Portuguese version. I, I think there's a Japanese version, right? And this is because it speaks to all football fans, and it's not it's not at all about England owning football. Well, I always thought as as a in English sort of sense of humour, that it had a it had a slight element of sort of that gallows humour to it because yeah. all, all that hurt and all the yeah. you know it's not about us necessarily beating our chest and saying we're the greatest we invented football it's got that edge to it that you know we're actually we've not done that well, well. actually we're a bit kid. actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so no that's right. I, I think that maybe gets lost sometimes well, I think it, oh. I think it's very important I honestly do think it's very important because when we wrote the song. Um, and I'm seeing Frank, he lives in my road. It's a weird thing. Frank has often lived in my road. I lived in another road and he bought a house in that road. It's He's following you. <laughs> but anyway, when we first wrote the song, I think our main thing was, well, all the other songs beforehand, we like them. We like Back Home and we like This Time more than any other time or whatever. Uh, but they sort of suggest we're going to win, and that's not true. And so if we want to do a song that chimes with the real experience of England football fans, it's got to be a song how we mainly lose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a vulnerable song, really. It's kind of a yeah. vulnerable song. Yeah. And so that's quite important, because when you were at Wembley in Euro 96, and there were people waving flags of St George or whatever, it didn't feel at all like triumphalist or nationalist or bad it felt really like oh here's a sort of vulnerable lovely form of english patriotism it's partly because of the song i think because they're not singing a song about how we're gonna you know conquer like rule britannia is or whatever <laughs> they're singing a song about you know oh we mainly lose we mainly lose but hopefully we might win this time it's kind of the 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 boiled down oh. version of Three Lions. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, trust me, every time I hear it, it brings back some fantastic memories yeah, for, for me. You. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing. just, yeah. One thing I have just said on Twitter is that I'm about to do your podcast. I'm wondering how much or how little ponytail chat to do. <laughs> I've done none so far. I know. So what? when did you actually lose it? So I lost it in probably about 06. I cut it off for charity. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But um, with, the, with the tash, did the tash go at the same time as the ponytail? Tash went a little bit later. Yeah, he got shorter and shorter, and I was like, "Right, oh, just let it go for now." So you don't but, want to make um, a tash too short, otherwise you do look like Hitler. That is, that is a bit of a problem with it. <laughs> a short nigger of a tash. Yeah. It was a great look, David. I mean, I still yeah. you now. I think something's missing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a minute. <laughs> okay, I get, I get out on Twitter. They were like, when did you take your, your ponytail off? And I'm like, wow, where have you been? <laughs> I know, but I think one of the things about... Uh, the way you've seen, if you're at all, uh, you know, someone who's known, is that people, some people, depends on their age, have a version of you that is the, that's it. So quite a lot of people have a version of me that is totally also 1996. Yeah. And, and I know this because sometimes I have, not that many, but I have some professional lookalikes. You can, I mean, God knows how much. Yeah, but you just said the word some in there. Oh, no. You have some. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I have about three professional. Right? <laughs> I don't think they get much work, but they're, they're, they don't look like this. Well, they might do when the tournaments come around. Yeah. They don't look like this. They, they, they look more like you, Adam. Right? I thought you meant me. I was like, wow. They, like, <laughs> no, they look like Adam because they're, they're, they're just a, a bloke with a beard and glasses, but dark hair. And because it's me in 1996. That, that they think is the sort of fixed image of that. I've never been called David Baddiel in 1996 before, but yeah, there's a first. Yeah, there you go. I'm thinking of it as flattering. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, people will think of David definitely with the, the ponytail and, and the moustache, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. That, do you know what, as well? So if you look at the photos in Euro 2000, yeah, didn't have it. It was on its I way. Didn't have it by then? No, it, no, it, it hadn't started. It was after 2000 that I started with the ponytail. Was it? Yeah. Oh, you see, see, I've got it all mixed up. That's interesting. <laughs> but yeah. again, I think if you do, if you, like what you're saying, once you've got that kind of picture in your mind, that's when you know you've actually made it into the public consciousness as well. And it's mm. that sort of iconic... Um, I, I, f- I don't know why the first thing that springs to mind, being a, a big uh, Queen fan, you know, they spanned... Decades and decades, but it's still Freddie Mercury with the tash, with the you know, with the, <laughs> yeah. the Wembley and the yellow the jacket. Yeah. It's, it's that. So for David, it's almost like you know the, the ponytail and the, and the tash and all of that. That's into the public consciousness <laughs> now, and that's how it will always be. And that's incredible to get to that stage. Well, that's right. So David, if you were, you know, in, in an imaginary universe, if you were burying the tash and the moustache and the ponytail, right? Uh, what would be the dates on the gravestone? <laughs> when to when are we well, I always say I always say I was born with a tash. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But the ponytail. Yeah, the ponytail was born in probably two thousand. Right. And then went in two thousand and six. Right. So he kept it for a while. Because, yeah. So when was Naeem on the halfway line? That was uh, ninety-five. Right. Because the gag. Sorry. The gag. <laughs> Well, I'm playing David, right, in goal, and uh, Naeem himself is in it. Yeah. Kicks the ball really high. Then there's a long comedy sequence where me and Frank are, uh, are on a, and Naeem are on a spaceship watching the ball go all the way up. <laughs> and then it comes down again, and I'm playing David, and I'm saying, oh, there's something behind me that I'm missing. I'm sure there's something I'm missing. And I fall over. And that leaves the ball going in there. In there. So that's completely out of date and wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Also, I remember, <clears throat> I remember coming on the show as well, the Fantasy Football League. Yeah. 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 Did you just that come was, on once? I can't remember. Just yeah, I think it was just once. Yeah, I remember. You were in a sketch. Were you in a sketch? Or were you just chatted to? I think I was just chatting in the right. in the studio, but I, I can't I can't get Stato out of my head with his pajamas on. <laughs> really oh, want I love Stato. Love we're gonna that. we're gonna be making it big in San Francisco again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Stato's still around somewhere. You know, we found him at Arsenal. Found him. <laughs> he was lost before. No, but the uh, the guy who produced fantasy football. Apparently, Stato Angus Lockwood is his real name. Uh, he um, was doing the halftime, you know, stuff uh, Arsenal, yeah. uh, and he had he, he, the microphone, and he was just talking about the game or whatever. And uh, then when he turned up, we kind of couldn't believe it. So if anyone who doesn't know, because fantasy football was on quite a long time ago, uh, as well as me and Frank, we used to have this bloke called Stato who used to, for some reason, we put him in pyjamas and the dressing gown. And I think the premise was he's such a football nerd that he doesn't bother to get dressed. He just basically, <laughs> just basically puts the dressing gown on and looks at, it would have been probably CFAX at the time about the football results all day. Uh, actually, Angus himself is a big horse racing guy. That's what Yeah, he, he wins. He goes on the Bobby Moore sports quiz night and his table always wins. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. When, he, when he's there, his table always wins. Well, he, he does know a lot of stuff about sport in general, mm. uh, not just football, but as I say, horse racing and whatever. But I'm glad he's, you know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. he's found something else to do because fantasy football hasn't been on since 2004. <laughs> so that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't let you go, Davey, without saying or asking you what are your thoughts on Chelsea and how close will they be? Well, they're not going to win. Yeah. They're not going to win the league. It's going to be Manchester City, I, I am sure. Uh, I think, you know, I like Tuchel a lot. Uh, I think that the he's a good manager and I think he's made some good investments. We've got this bloke coming from Mönchengladbach, possibly. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name now. But we've got some player coming from Munchen, Borussia Mönchengladbach who, who could be great because uh, although Lukaku is a brilliant player, I think, you know, it, it's obvious that to win the Premier League now, you need a lot of strength in depth. I mean, this is a really, I'm sounding like bloody, you know, a dull pundit. <laughs> but it's true, you know, it's true. Players come and go, you know, we've suffered as well because Ben Chilwell and Reese James have been out for so mm. long and they they were, to some extent, you know, I mean, they were scoring so many goals from, from wing-back positions, those two. They're both so brilliant. So I think we suffered a bit there. Uh, Kante is absolutely also the heart of the team and uh, he's been in and out of the team with injuries and whatever. So I think it's been difficult, but I think the basic, you know, football that we play there now is really good. Um, and uh, I just think we need a bit more to get to the level that's the Man City are on. Um, did you watch the Liverpool game, the 2-2 Liverpool game? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like that was quite a good example of like, because I'm so used to Chelsea, I've got this kind of folk memory, which is not really fair anymore because we've obviously won the league quite a lot, European Cup or whatever. But I've still got this folk memory from when I was a kid of us always screwing up, right? And so when we were 2-0 down to Liverpool, I thought, well, this is typical of Chelsea. It's typical of Chelsea. But then they turned it round, right? And uh, I think Chelsea fans like to moan, maybe all football fans do, <laughs> right? They like to moan Andy Jacobs, who was the producer of fantasy football, He's a big Chelsea fan. And honestly, I think he's yeah. the happier 
when he's moaning <laughs> about Chelsea. So I don't want to moan. I want to say I think we've got a good squad. I think Tuchel's good. Uh, and I think we might, you know, might challenge next season for the Premier League, but we're not going to win this season. <laughs> well, it's been amazing having you on, mate. My pleasure. And it's been a real I just, joy. I just want to say... When it does come home, yeah. I want to be there because it's going to be one hell of a party. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope it happens in our lifetime. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yes, please. Thanks, please. <laughs> Thanks very much. Just in Lindsay's lifetime, in our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been great talking to you. Brilliant. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers David. You, guys, David. Bye, bye. See you bye. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. 